0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Meta Era Nerd weekly discussion. Today, we're going to be diving into uh, sports for Marcus and I and kind of tell you not just the who, but the why. And about, uh, you know, what sports teams we follow. Maybe we've mentioned them before, but uh, more like I say, the why, the who got you to like this team. Uh, and it's an interesting thing for us because for us when it comes to sports it's like we're constantly living behind enemy lines because the sport the the sports teams we like are not the sports teams around here that everybody likes around here so we're constantly like bickering and going back and forth and belittling each other and stuff like that because we all have uh different sports teams Uh, i think we have what two people that are the fans of for sure In our friend group that are like the fans of like our local what you would say our local teams are
1: yeah yeah several a few
0: so we we do have a a very diverse group when it comes to who we like to watch what we like to watch and who we cheer for Mm -hmm. so uh with that being said here we go with sports so marcus first question what are your favorite sports to watch or even if it's not your favorite what sports do you watch
1: primarily primarily not in, Are we counting the Olympics? I love watching the Olympics. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So anything like that. Okay. Any sports, well, period. Football, basketball.
1: Um, I don't really watch baseball, usually the World Series. And I uh, I do remember my witnessing my first Grand Slam. Um, mm-hmm. It was by, what's his name? Papi Ortiz. Is it Papi Ortiz? Uh, which is a Grand Slam. Oh, David,
0: so David of, Ortiz? Big yeah. Papi.
1: Big Papi, yeah. that's what they call him. So it was, that was intense. Uh, but we're counting the Olympics. I do love watching... Everything in the Olympics, if I can watch it up, well, I'm going to watch as much as I can. I know um, the swimming, the volleyball, the sand volleyball is super fun to watch. Um, I don't know if you ever saw the ping pong. Those were a trip. Just, yeah. I love watching the Olympics in general. So I will be, I do watch the Olympics quite often. Uh, so Olympics, football, basketball are my, you know, primary, obviously Olympics every four years. Uh, but so, basketball and, uh,
0: so you uh, would say football, basketball, top of the list. Yes. Yeah, football, basketball, hands down. Okay. And then Olympics when it happens. Yes. So my my list is kind of, is a little different, but similar at the same time. Basketball, top of the list. But uh, the one that goes with basketball for me is MMA. I watch a lot of MMA. Whenever there's a big fight, whenever I can catch it, I'm always checking out uh, the, the latest stuff going on with the UFC. There's always uh, such an interesting clash of styles, whether it's stand-up fighters, wrestlers, uh, jiu-jitsu, karate, all kinds of different styles just going up against each other. And, uh, you know, we get to see who comes out on top. And it seems like every so often there's, like, a guy that's, like, he, no one's going to beat him. And then he loses. And there's a new guy. And then a new guy. And then sometimes the title just keeps changing hands because it's just so crazy. You know? Uh, there's all It's all about matchups and styles. It's just super fun for me. Uh, I also do like to watch the Olympics anytime they come around. Uh, I really enjoyed this last... Uh, this year. Uh, I, I also like the swimming, the, the track stars, the runners are always real fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, I was in a couple throwing events when I was in high school. So I do like to watch the discus javelin shot put hammer throw whenever I get a chance and, uh, uh volleyball volleyball is one that we don't get to see too often. Like you mentioned the beach or whether it's on the hard court, um, uh, it's always really fun to watch and it always, it makes me think of Q. <laughs> probably the same for you, right? Yeah. Um, and one that's not with the Olympics that I try to watch every time I see that there's a storyline or something big going on is a uh, question. I really like to watch horse races.
1: Really? Huh.
0: Yeah. I really, I, I try not to miss, uh, you know, when they run the Belmont or the pre and, whenever there's a chance for a triple crown winner or something like that, you know, it's always super hype Yeah, to see like, if they, if they do it, if they don't do it, if <clears throat> there's some random crazy, like underdog that just wins and somebody just makes all this money on that horse. Like it, to me, it's just super interesting
1: mm-hmm. to, to check that out. Well, the world cup too, man, uh, watching the world cup is a lot of fun too.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not as heavy into, into the, the soccer uh, football for you guys uh, over the pond and I also don't watch too much baseball but I will watch like you said the world series and the world cup when yeah, I get and a chance
1: fans, so we like to keep we like to keep on track with all the sports stuff all the great stuff out there it's a
0: lot of fun okay so you highlighted basketball and you highlighted football mm-hmm. who is your favorite I guess we'll start with basketball favorite basketball team
1: Oh, Lakers, hands down. Lakers, why? Kobe. Um, Kobe Bryant, my favorite player of all time. And looked at looked up to him as a kind of role model motivator. I know, you know, people have their misgivings and people have their stuff and like that. But, you know, just kind of the way everything kind of owns up and just the tenacity. And so from these players. You know, growing up, you really don't, um, unless you have you know, parents or brothers kind of watch stuff like that. I didn't really pick up on anything. I didn't start playing sports until seventh grade, in middle school. That's when we first, because growing up, we didn't really have, um, you know, facilities, you know, especially where we lived. And we didn't have, you know, teams or uh, flag football teams, things like that. So once I kind of started playing basketball and really getting into the scope of of the game, you kind of start picking up who your role, role models might be. Well, you know, I did play a lot of video games, and my brothers did buy NBA Live at the time. We didn't really play 2K early ones, but NBA Live, and I always caught myself playing as Kobe Bryant. I realized I wanted to be a player just like him. I wanted, I wanted to shoot like him. I wanted to drive like him. I wanted to play defense like him, Um, and his, like, his patent and fadeaway, like, that's just what I wanted, I, you know. Kobe Bryant was the person, after a while, I kind of look up to. I know, kind of, um, again, you know, growing up, I, again, I don't really pick up a sports team until middle school. So, before I kind of talk shit about whatever, you know, just for the sake of talking shit and just kind of being inclusive and stuff like that. So, if somebody was hating me, you know, I used to hate on Lakers and stuff like that. But nah, Kobe Bryant, hands down. And people say, Lakers fan? Well, you know, I, I love the Lakers. Well, I always love their, their Kobe's team. You know, before he passed away, rest in peace. And, you know, but for me, that I had never been more in, in tuned with a team. Then when Kobe was playing, man, and like, I, I took it to heart every time Kobe was playing, he would, he would, he would score. I would always get him pumped. He would miss. I was always getting sad. Like it was that dude. And so when he won, I was pumped up. Like I, I truly looked up to Kobe Bryant as, as a role model, um, growing up and stuff like that. So, you know, as far as an athlete, a player, you know, Kobe, Kobe will always be number one, man. in just in all my sports books, you know, in general. Yeah.
0: I mean, and that that makes sense for a lot of young kids. You know, you watch sports, and you know you're you're cheering for them. You're sad when they lose. You're happy when they win. You know, you're destroyed if they get hurt. Uh, so it's a normal thing for for little boys and little girls. To be fair, uh, to look up to these uh, sports fans. I mean, uh, sports players and. Uh, and grow up idolizing them and kind of want to, you know, you want to, you want to wear their jersey, you want to wear their shoes, you want their, you want their sweet jumper, you want to, you want to emulate them as best you can, like in the way they carry themselves and stuff like that. So yeah, that's pretty and, cool.
1: And when Kobe passed away, you know, I, I was distraught, you know, I was actually at the airport when I found out coming back from Dallas and I got onto the plane and people were talking about it I said, there's no way, there's no way. Like, and I was just... I felt like, I generally feel like shit, you know, celebrities, you know, people say, oh, it never hit me like that. Nobody, you know, and it includes like, you know, Alan Rickman and Robin Williams when they passed away too. But when Kobe passed away, I was, damn. And again, he, he was my idol, you know, people, oh, why are you gonna guy or somebody you don't know? It's not the point. You know, I grew up, I grew up analyzing him and I actually got text messages from people like, hey man, I don't know if you heard about Kobe, but I know he was, I know, I, I know you looked up to him. I, you know, I'm sorry. And they started saying sorry to me and I was just kind of like, whoa, you know what I mean? like, and. Like, I, I guess it, people who know me understood the, the, the impact that someone like him had on my life. And not necessarily like, oh, he did anything, but just I had his posters on my wall. You know what I mean? I looked up, I, I would watch his games, his documentaries, what he did. I wanted to be a basketball player just like him. You know what I mean? And, and people, you know, just got to realize that for some, somebody growing up, you know what I mean? You, you find role models and you find people and you, lo- you find people to look up to and to idolize. And when you find them, you're going to stick with them, you know, that loyalty aspect.
0: Yeah, and and that can come in the form of a lot of different things, you know, a sibling, uh, a a parent, uh, a teacher, a father, uh, any kind of like father figure, mother figure, uh, uh, sibling figure, like a like a friend that's a like more of a big brother or a cousin or an athlete or a gamer or something like that. So, I mean, to each their own. So, I I, I also haven't known you for a good while. I Know that Kobe was your guy. So, yeah. So in, let, let's stick with basketball. Um, other than obviously the aforementioned, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, who have been your favorite basketball players through the years?
1: Favorite basketball players through the years. Uh, strangely enough, one of the ones that I like that nobody ever really talked about And I mentioned him just because he was a punk man, but I liked, it was one of those, you know, a healthy, a healthy Matt Barnes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I watched him, uh, growing up again, AK 47, Andre Carlinco. Oh yeah, dude. One one, of the best nicknames ever still. Yeah, dude. Uh, he was amazing. I know you're, you're a big Mavs guy, man, but you know, Dirk Nowitzki was just against anybody who can shoot man. amazing. And I always respected that, uh, from those shooters. Um, and one of the ones I want to give a shout out to, and this is a sin, but just because, you know, when it comes again, growing up and you kind of have these things, you know, Tony Parker, man, uh, always stand by that dude, just because we went to the Spurs game and, um, you know, being a basketball fan, you're just a basketball fan. And, you, you know, we ended up at P.F. Chang's, you know, and we saw you know, interesting there, Tim Duncan, Bruce Bowen, Tony Parker, they're in there. Uh, Bruce Bowen walked out with two girls, you know, on the shoulders and Daniel, my brother had asked him for a, uh autograph he says not today kid and she kept walking and we're like okay right Tim Duncan they had lost the Memphis Grizzlies Tim Duncan uh, had uh, walked out also and he signed a couple of autographs for the people and Tony Parker walked out and we had just missed him he he signed maybe one or two and missed him and we were saying Parker Parker he didn't say anything right well as we we're going back inside Daniel was more upset right I was kind of like damn I guess right we had we actually had his jersey in our hand and um as we're walking back inside, we hear, "Hey, you kids need something?" We turn around, and Tony Parker pulled up in his Escalade, and uh, white Escalade pulled up right there in front of PF Chang's. And we, me and Al kind of like see each other, and I look back, and there's nobody. You talking to us, man? We're like, "Yeah!" <laughs> we ran up, we ran up to his Escalade, and Daniel, you know, just gave him the can you sign this? And he signed it. We started talking to him, and we were just kind of like, "Whoa, dude!" Like this guy is, and you know, a fan for life, man. And, and again, I don't talk about the Spurs. Can't stand the goddamn Spurs. You know what I mean? But Tony Parker, man, like just doing something like that, dude, it goes a long way. I don't give a damn if you hate this team or whatever. When somebody does like that with the with the podium that they have, it's great, man. It was awesome. <laughs> so he yeah. pulled up, signed the jersey, and oh, you have a good day. Talked to us for a little bit, man. Didn't have to, and yeah, man. We walked back inside, like, damn, dude, like that was. And to this day, man, this happened when I was like fifteen, sixteen years old, man. It's been almost twenty years, and you know, still talking about it because it was that impactful, man. It, it really was.
0: Yeah, that's that's quite I mean, that's quite the experience. And, you know, it's a lot easier to to praise him and be uh, positive about him now that he's not an active player. Yeah, I mean. for sure. <laughs> oh,
1: because during the time man, he would he would uh, Tony, I, I hated watching the Spurs and the Lakers games because uh, Kobe Bryant and Tim Duncan were just kind of just like synonymous, dude, like those guys dominated the 2010s. You know, Kobe in, uh, from 2006, just whether he was scoring or winning championships in 09 and 10, and the Spurs just winning every two years or something stupid like that. Like, they were always there. And Tony Parker did have a finals MVP. Uh, Tony Parker did have, you know, just average 20 points a game for the Spurs. He had a – it's just like, dang, you know what I mean? So it was always tough watching those teams play, man. Great rivalry. Underrated rivalry. Not a lot of, not as many people – we do, but obviously because the Spurs fans here. But I don't know, you know, as far as just – you know, the, the NBA world, if they talk about it as much.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's awesome. That's awesome. The, the, those experiences, those players, some of them unique, the Matt Barnes, uh, Matt and your Bar- team good. and your, you know, that whole ride or die thing you got going on with Kobe. Now for me, you know this, but not maybe, and I have probably mentioned it a couple of times, but for me, the basketball team is the Mavericks, the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that is because also similar to you because of one guy, Dirk Nowitzki. Oh yeah, uh, just uh, the uniqueness of him being a seven-footer that can shoot. To uh, people can people will say like, people will say that uh, you know, there's been good shooters that are big over the years, but to me like I always think of Dirk as like the original the 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 OG maybe prototype stretch four. Uh, and he did play at center quite a bit, but to me like. I just think he he was, he was it. You know, I loved other players growing up, which I'll get into after this. But uh, once I saw him and his game, and you know how he was so talented uh, offensively. Yeah, he did have his shortcomings defense, which he improved a little uh, over the years. But uh, just him, that that threat of having a big guy that could uh, could shoot, it was just huge. So seeing that and like how big boys can shoot. I was like, dude, that is so cool. Like, I want to be that guy. Oh, man, and then, man, his uh, his
1: tongue will stick out, man. When you shoot a fade away, the fade away, his dude, his patented effort. fade, mm. the one the
0: legged fade. Just, oh, man.
1: Yeah, oh. I didn't his tongue, the dude. Just, yeah, just exuded. Just uh, it's it's confidence, man. It's epic, epic.
0: Yeah, it's just the, the big German, you know, and he gave us many looks. He, uh, he had some years where he buzzed. His head, he would come out with a beard. He had those couple years where he had the long hair. Uh, He tried one year, like, to wear a headband. Like, just awesome, man. And uh, talk about just the way he carried himself, just always as a professional. And, you know, no, he didn't look for spotlight. He wasn't, like, he just wanted a ball. And that he did. And he won the Mavericks, their only championship. Uh, which just was super sweet, and to me, I'll, I'm I'm biased as hell, but I'm always gonna say that's the best championship like ever uh, in terms of like being the underdog again and again and again. I just defying the odds.
1: Oh yeah. So he took down the heat.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, our the the first series against Portland, which was a, a tough Portland, but uh, probably the the what's going to be the easiest series for us actually ended up being the hardest. Then we had to go up against the Lakers looking for their three Pete. Mm-hmm. Then we went up against the young thunder with all their stars and then the heat. So it was, it was a tough road, but, but they did it, man. It was, it was impressive and it was just being a, a, a unit really.
1: Yeah. Super random. I, um, and I know again, when the Mavericks were that number one seed and they played, uh, the golden state warriors
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. we talk versus about that a, lot. one
1: versus eight yeah one versus eight, dude the the baron davis oh the, we call him the baron every time because this guy just was balling dude and he took out they he they took out the, the the mavericks with the number one seed man epic dude epic
0: yeah that was that was not only their number one seed but that was also dirk's mvp year yeah so it was it was heartbreaking but I mean I I couldn't even I was upset right cuz I didn't want my team to lose but I couldn't even hate man that that Warriors team and sh- it was led by the Baron but also Beatriz. so uh, they had a guy named Kalesa, Kalena Jason, Jason Kalena Betrisen. Kalena Azambuki. also was was knocking down some crazy shots Stephen Jackson face. Jason yeah, Richardson yeah yeah they were they were just they it was their it was their series you know like they just went off Oh yeah mm-hmm. uh so yeah, that that's uh, my background in terms of uh, basketball. That's what I watch the most, you know. Current day, uh, luckily, as we had the de- as we had the departure of uh, Dirk Nowitzki, we found another foreign player by the name of Luka Doncic. If I don't know if you guys have heard of him, but oh, he is so exciting to watch. So I'm gonna cool. stick with the Mavs. I'm our future's looking really good. Uh, we're in year three of Luka. So uh, I'll get into a little bit more details about uh, the Mavs uh, when we uh, dive into something else. But in terms of uh, my favorite basketball players through the years, like, uh, like we got from you, I would say at the time of Michael Jordan, uh, you know, everybody was about MJ, MJ, MJ. My favorite player, and I love MJ, don't get me wrong. But my favorite player at the time was actually the human highlight reel, Dominique Wilkins.
1: Ooh.
0: Just because of the tenacity with how he dunked the ball. Oh my goodness. Just talk about a power dunker. And he wasn't, he wasn't uh, you know, the flyer and the finesse that Jordan was, but he was just the the uh, the power and the, ten, the like I said, tenacity. I'm just repeating that because that's the best way to describe it. He did have a little bit of flair, but uh, it was just authority. He 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 attacked that rim like it owed him money, dude. Like mm-hmm. it was great to see him. Uh, and of course, that's highlighted by the duels that uh, Dominique and Michael Jordan had back in the nineties with their uh, dunk contests. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was growing up, like I would watch yes the current stuff, but I would also watch a lot of. There used to be a a uh, a channel. That used to be Channel 78 on the uh, spectrum, which used to be what was it before? Ah, uh, good question. It used to be something else. I know, like it used to be Roadrunner, like the internet, right?
1: Yeah, back in the day, Roadrunner. Yeah,
0: Time Warner, Time Warner Cable. Okay. On Time Warner, there used to be a channel called uh, ESPN Classic. I used to watch that all the time. And I would always, uh, whenever the dunk contest was on, I would always watch those. So uh, moving on from Dominique, other players throughout the years that uh, that I loved to watch was uh, Shaq. Shaq was probably the next one that I just was like, dude, this guy's amazing. And Dirk. And Dirk, obviously, I fell in love with Dirk more so than the others to where uh, I-, I stuck with that team. Uh, some of the other ones uh, since Dirk were Amar Stoudemire. Phoenix Suns, uh, James Harden, Houston Rockets. James Harden, uh, Nikola. Then the more, or I guess, the recent ones would be Harden uh, with the Rockets. Then uh, Nikola Jokic, the point center, and then both. Now we got Wonder Boy, Luka Doncic.
1: Were you talking about recent ones too? Because I have a lot of recent ones too. Well, you kind of, kind of same ones. Like Joe, you know, Jokic, yeah. Luka. One,
0: two, three, four, five. Six. Yeah, I have like four retired and three of the ones that like I watch now.
1: Yeah, I watch the games, Joker games. I do like Devin Booker. Uh, I know Rico, is it Chris Paul, you are not Chris Paul, right? I do like yeah, Devin yeah. Booker. I do, I do have my favorites. Uh, one of my other favorite players, um, Gordon Hayward is actually one of my favorite players. Right uh, When he was with the Hornets, was just a baller. Loved watching him play. I know ever since that ankle injury, it's kind of rough for him to get that first step and back and stuff like that, but... Um, just a lot of great players, man, a lot of awesome players to watch. And again, you know, there's going to be more down the line. I know these young guys, man, they're on, they're on something. They're eating something, dude, because I don't know what they're putting in their water, eating horse food or something, because they're coming in big, ready to play, and just balling out, jumping high, man. It's just crazy, crazy.
0: Okay, so that's basketball. Now, the other one you highlighted was football. Mm-hmm. So who is your favorite football team?
1: Philadelphia Eagles watching them right now. I do have a stream playing. because um, where we live, they're always gonna show the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, boo. We don't like that. I can't stand the Dallas Cowboys. But I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Um hoping they win right now. Before I know, we're playing the Cardinals trying to 1717. Two and a half minutes left. <laughs> so I'm watching this game as 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 we're as we're podcasting it, which is also a lot of fun. Um just because you know it's a whole sports thing, but yeah, I've been a Philadelphia Eagles fan for many years. Again, kind of around that time again where it's um, you start playing the sport and then you kind of start seeing who you really like. Uh, at the time, I did actually, and this is not a lot of people, not, not a lot of people know this, uh, but again, kind of stemming from games. Um, I'm actually, if there was a second team that I do like watching, and I promise no relation to what's going on right now is actually the, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Not a lot of people know this. Uh, right before the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, I was always the running back. So I was a running back in middle school. So, uh, you know, Priest Holmes is actually one of my favorite players growing up as well. And when I played Madden or whatever, I always picked Kansas City Chiefs because, you know, Priest Holmes. And when I wasn't playing as Priest Holmes, I was playing as Brian, uh, as Brian Westbrook from the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, so those two running backs were always the ones that I just caught myself playing, just depending on what I want to use. You know, with Kansas City, you know, they had, they had Priest Holmes, they had Dante Hall. Uh, Trent Green, Tony Gonzalez, man, they had a just studded, studded team. And then on Philly, Donovan McNabb, uh, Terrell Owens, they had uh, Brian Dawkins on the defensive end. Uh, Jeremy Trotter, man, just, just these guys who I just, you know, just loved watching. Uh, but ultimately... Um, just Philadelphia, man. Been watching him since McNabb. We lost to the Patriots back in 04. Is it 04, right? Lost to Tom Brady at that time. Don McNabb it was, you know, gut-wrenching. And then we picked up Michael Vick, and this was after the scandal with the whole dogs, you know, dog fighting and stuff like that. And kudos to Michael Vick, man, coming back, owning it up. And when when you want to talk about second chances and making the best of them, he did. And the Eagles gave him that second chance. And he just brought life, man. So much fun watching that team. Um we had Jeremy Macklin was my favorite player when um, the Michael Vick era when Michael Vick was a quarterback. Michael Vick was also one of the, my favorite players, but you know, Jeremy Macklin, uh, Michael Vick, we had, um, uh, Deshaun Jackson, uh, she, man, we haven't had ken Cobb as, as, our, as our backup, you know what I mean? Like, just, just great, awesome, just teams. And then don't even get me started, man. 2018, Carson Wentz came and P- people knock him, man. Right now, yeah, he's doing abysmal, but I'm happy to see he's not, he's not on with the Eagles, they, eh, man, you know what I mean? So we're loyal, but, um, uh, when he went down and then we ended up with the greatest backup quarterback, <laughs> Nick Foles, long Foles, right? Uh, taking us to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl with Super Bowl MVP, man. Like, that was just epic. And we took out Tom Brady. It was an amazing game. And people say, oh, you know, um, I don't remember not know what. And it wasn't. No, it, To me, it was the greatest Super Bowl I've ever seen. It was one of the funnest Super Bowls I've ever seen. Because you're talking, people love high-scoring affairs combined over 80 points, 44 to 48, I think was the final score. You have the Philadelphia, the Philadelphia special. Like it was, it was just hands down. I, the diehard Eagles fan, dude. And I'm an Eagles fan through and through. Um, I, you know, you, you have other teams that you like to watch. And I do have other teams I like to watch as well, man. But ultimately, Philadelphia ride or die, man. And people say, Oh, what about fantasy football? I, I put, I put the Eagles over fantasy football all day, man. Cause I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan. That's for me. anyways. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, uh, you mentioned the, you, you mentioned the, the Eagles, you said about the why and how you, how you came to the Eagles. Uh, and you, you also touched a little bit on some of the, well, my next question was going to be some of the favorite other athletes through the years, maybe that are not necessarily Eagles.
1: Oh yeah. Well, uh, in that case, then there's a lot, um, and I did touch over the years and they're going to be all, jer- Eagles. but I kind of mentioned pre-somes, right? Priest yeah. Holmes was the, the big, big one uh, from another team that I always, always just play. Again, running backs. Love the running backs, man.
0: Yeah. So on my side, I, I'm not really too much into football uh, anymore. I do watch, uh, I do still watch a little bit here and there, uh, more so college football. But uh, in terms of the NFL, my team, if if I'm supporting anybody, it's going to be the Steelers, which is You know, you know, it's a real deal because if you know anything about the Steelers season thus far, like, I'm not bullshitting you, telling you, like, I like the Steelers. Uh, So. The my love for the Steelers started because, again, because of one guy uh, similar to the Maverick story with a guy called Jerome the Bus Bettis. I remember watching him for the first time. And saying whoa They let big boys run with the football Like you know And everybody would say yeah they let the fat guy run with the football And it was like oh dude like That is the coolest thing I've ever seen So from then on I was a Jerome Bettis fan I was a Pittsburgh Steelers fan And uh, you know I've been lucky I mentioned with the Mavs And uh, again now with the With the Steelers I got to watch them Win a championship and more than one So uh, it's it, it was good. I, I Like I said, I've fallen out of football the last uh, couple of years. Don't really watch too much anymore. But uh, some of the athletes over the years, you know, I, I have to start off with Jerome Bettis. Uh, Troy Polamalu, another yeah. Pittsburgh boy. Uh, some of the other ones, uh, one of them that was actually really unique that uh, it's weird because how many people out there would get you excited to watch kickoff returns? Well, I got just a guy. His name is Devin Hester. Oh, yeah. Every time that guy was receiving the ball on a kickoff or whatever, you just knew something was about to go down. And it's crazy because more often than not, the guy would make something happen, bro. So it was exciting to watch that guy play. Uh, LT, LaDainian Tomlinson, was also one that I liked to to watch back in the day, run the ball. Uh, and uh, it, uh, what was his name? Not Ed Reed, the other one. Uh I would say something Island. island Revis Island. Terrell Revis.
1: Ed Reed though, man.
0: Ed, Ed Reed also. Those two guys, both of them really were really exciting for me to always watch. I, I enjoyed watching them play defense. So yeah, those would be my, uh, my football. And we talked on the basketball earlier. So our, our teams are out of the way. Mavs, Steelers for me. Uh, Eagles, Lakers for you. Mm-hmm. Now, any other sports where you've had athletes through the years? that you liked? Mm. Baseball, soccer, boxing, MMA. I can say some of mine first if you kind of want to reflect on yours.
1: Yeah, go ahead. You can go ahead.
0: So I've, I've never, I've never been, uh, too into baseball. Like at the, at the, you know, I guess, uh, sadness of uh, my father because he was about, he is a, a baseball guy throwing through, uh, But the people I would have to say is uh, Manny Ramirez is one that always cracked me up. Not because I know he was a good player in some respects, but just because of his antics. I used to love to watch him do the Manny doing Manny where he would like drop the ball and try to get cut from teams. So maybe like from a bad standpoint, I always would crack up watching him do that stuff. And uh, to me, even though now it's kind of like. Uh, flooded in controversy Like I don't think there was ever a more exciting time To watch football than Watching Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire go at it For that home run To be like crowned the home run king Like that was Just amazing to watch And I'm not even a baseball guy I've never really been a baseball guy So that that was it for me in terms of baseball And I did also say earlier that The thing I probably watched the second most After basketball is MMA So uh, growing up Mike Tyson, if you didn't, you know, Mike Tyson was the man. So uh, watching him and uh, the only thing was that you would uh, tune in by pay per by his fights on pay-per-view and it would be like a 10 second, 15 second fight. <laughs> so, cause he was just knocking dudes out. Like he, he was crazy. Um, you know, uh, further, uh, a little bit further into his career where he got into like some of the bigger fights with other guys that were more technical than him. Uh, they were better fights. He did drop a few Uh, But I mean, he was just exciting overall to watch. Uh, Butterbean. I don't know if you remember Butterbean from the boxing world. Big old, big old white guy, Pelon, that was just a a monster. Uh, I used to love that guy too. I remember I would always, before, like when I was really young and I didn't really know anything about like divisions and championships and stuff like that, like I would always say, Dad, how come Butterbean doesn't fight for the title? Like I want him to fight for the title. Like he always wins. Like he needs to fight this guy and he'll beat this guy. And like, my dad was like, yeah, yeah, like, he didn't want to have to go into, like, the intricacies of, like, well, this is his weight class, and this is the champion at his weight class, and, like, he would have to drop this amount of pounds to fight this guy, and whatever, like, you know. And uh, more recent was uh, retired, now retired of Floyd Mayweather. I used to love to always watch his fights, uh, you know, him just being the villain and everybody wanting to watch him lose, but nobody can hit the guy. Like, that, that just perfect... Uh, defense shout out to uh lord lord gara the kazakagi uh floyd had it you know you just you can't you can't hit him you can't beat me and i i just love that everybody just wanted him to lose and wanted him to lose and he just never gave him that uh and then mma on the on the mma side conor mcgregor just the larger than life bigger than life persona of you know talking trash selling the the sport uh nobody better I don't think you know say what you will about uh, his trash talk and his his showmanship but you know i was all about it i was entertained and i knew because i would watch his uh his antics going up to the fight and then afterwards how he was like respectful and uh he was a completely different guy after the fight was over yeah maybe it was a little bit because he just won but even uh in recent years when he's been defeated and and you know handfully defeated like he's shown respect to the other guys and you can kind of see that the whole uh larger than life thing is kind of you know a selling point for himself to sell fights and kind of create a little storyline about like either you like me or you want to see me get my ass whooped a lot a lot uh of similarities to floyd in that regard so those those have been the ones probably for me i don't know if that made you made any bells ring in your head about who you liked I mean, in terms of any sports,
1: or just because I'm always watching whatever's kind of like there and popping, you know, whatever's um, whatever's popular. I don't know, okay, just to kind of keep up with this sports world. Um, growing up, you know, and I guess because you know, one of the, and this was in elementary school. One of the guys I can actually remember actually watching quite a bit. Uh, again, it was, and it was baseball. It was a baseball game, and kind of you know every time he'd pop up, you know, people do have the names that they're familiar with, but Ken Griffey Jr was actually one of the guys who I remember talking about in elementary school growing up, and I talked about him a lot. So it was always, um, you know, Ken Griffith this, Ken Griffith He was fast, steal bases, and anything with speed usually when it came to baseball and stuff like that, which is running, which is why I like running backs a lot, uh, just running in general. Um, as far as the Olympics is concerned, um, Usain Bolt, I don't know if you ever saw the two I remember watching, being in high school just watching this guy just run. Damn, dude dan and tyson gay right behind him you know tyson gay been in any, any other time period maybe he would have won but he just got stuck with being with you know same bold over there um you know as, as far as the olympics is concerned and they're are waking up and watching and making time also out of you know michael phelps and him breaking his records and stuff like that uh yeah. breaking records in, in the olympics and phelps. stuff you know so yeah my shots those guys you know i can talk about there
0: yeah phelps is a big one, and then. uh You mentioned Bolt, Ledecky, Katie Ledecky, the female swimmer, also ridiculous now, like how good she is. Um, So yeah, you know, there's all kinds of athletes throughout the years that are just exciting to watch and you have to like check them out because you have to, you hear all the hype out there, right? Mm -hmm. Now let's jump into what are your biggest memories from sports over the years? Like either you're a kid uh, a play that you remember, uh, a championship that stands out. So, in this
1: case, honestly, I'm going to be talking about two teams, right? And basketball, in particular, one of the games is um, against the Spurs. Uh, Derek Fisher. who uh-huh. uh, yeah. Tim Duncan banked that shot right there, and I think it went point 4, four seconds left. They draw a play for Derek Fisher, and because of the inbound, and this is intricate. This, is, you know, you know, Zen Master Phil Jackson was just intense because because they were on the side of the court that they were at. They only had 4. 0.4 seconds left. The idea was you get a left-handed shooter to catch the ball and just go up. You know what I mean? With the left hand and stuff like that. So they went with Derrick Fisher. Chucked it, 0. 0.4. Made it for the win. Uh, I remember watching that and just being just in shock. In shock that this that, had that just, that just transpired. Um, aside from that, uh, the Lakers championships. And mine, I do have my favorite championship, which would be the... Uh, one where they took out the Celtics. Um, in that last, and I, I remember that last game very, very vividly. To take out the Celtics, um, Kobe had actually shot six for twenty-four during that game, and he tried his best. And he wasn't doing it on offense, so he was doing what he could on, on defense. The one who actually bailed us out in that last game, because they had that block there towards the end, which would have looked like a looked like a win, was uh, Metal World Peace, <laughs> who had uh, twenty points and solidified it, man. So that was, you know. That championship was amazing in 2010. It was awesome. Uh, great to see. But uh, a year prior to that, we had to face the Orlando Magic and Dwight Howard. Um, and of course, I still remember all the commercials. I don't know if you remember that time where uh, people were clamoring, begging for Kobe versus LeBron in the finals. And they hadn't even made those commercials with the puppets, and, you know, super funny ones and stuff like yeah. that. So <laughs> yeah. that, that, was, that was just prime stuff right there, man. Uh, but yeah, watching Kobe just, oh man, just. And I was by myself, and I saw that at my house by myself, just hyping up, just you know, jumping up and down, um, super. It was just a, an amazing experience, you know, just cause seeing Kobe win that championship, the second one because he hadn't won the first one prior to the year prior to that um, without Shaq, so it was a super big deal. Um, and then of course Kobe dropping sixty in his last game, it was, and, and people, oh, you're gonna watch Bulls or spoiled because at the same time the Golden State records were playing, the Golden State Warriors were playing to break that record of. Um, the, uh, the Chicago Bulls going 70, you know how to take 172 and 10. They're going to go 70, uh, going to the Warriors, are going to go 73 and 9. They're playing for that same night Kobe uh, was Kobe's last game. Well, you best believe, hey, <laughs> 73 and 9, whatever. Kobe's last game, I'm there. And I was bottom-ass on the whole thing. I know it was a great game because they were going to give Kobe the ball and he was going to shoot it. 60-point performance. He shot the ball at 50%. And right at the end, he shot the go ahead winner with what 20, 15 seconds left to put him on top, dude. I you can't. It was just amazing, dude. So it was great. Great stuff. And then if you're going to talk about football, obviously, the 2018 Super Bowl run by the Philadelphia Eagles. Nick Foles, our backup quarterback. He and uh, during that season, we were at 10 and three when Carson Wentz went out. Nick Foles had gone one and two, if I remember correctly, there at the end. And um, people weren't expecting much. Well, we, we just started winning playoff games, started winning playoff games, until finally we just, we won. We were winning. You know, we, we, we saw the, it, going up against Tom Brady and the Patriots. And, yeah, well, the rest is history, man. I still remember that last game. We said, there's too much time. There's a minute and 40 seconds left. Tom Brady has the ball. What are we going to do? Strip, sack, t- fumble, took the ball, and we won, dude. So, and I remember watching at our coach's house, um, my beloved coach, uh, rest in peace, um, and I was, I was just jumping up and down, up and down, screaming and just wooing and just pumping my arms. It was just epic. Uh, aside from that, you know, this is for Ricky here. Uh, the, one of the playoff games, uh, me and Ricky, I made a bet. We always make a bet whenever uh, the Vikings and the Eagles play because he's a Vikings fan. And the game before that, it was um, the Vikings and Eagles. And the Vikings scored first, 7-0, and Ricky screamed in my face. Just because you're sitting right next to me, just screamed. And I said, Okay, Ricky. Well, the Philadelphia Eagles ended up winning that game 37, I believe, to seven. And we slaughtered them. And so the entire time after I screamed in Ricky's face back the first two times, Ricky is just defeated, just taking it and taking it. And I was just smiling. So yeah, 2018, man, between that Vikings game and the Patriots game, man, nothing's come close to that, man. So dang.
0: So. <laughs> on my side obviously like i'm gonna have like the the normal the the the, the titles that we've won being uh, i've already talked about the steelers winning their titles the the mavs to me which is the sweetest title probably but there's another one that not a lot of people know that uh when i was in college i went to uh, texas a m the home of the fighting texas aggies and i actually worked as a trainer there for a year uh, sports trainer uh, like sports medicine trainer not like like I would train people and one of the one of the teams I work with a lot was actually the women's basketball team and the year that I left A&M they went on to win the uh, NCAA women's basketball championship awesome so that one was very sweet and that I knew those girls and they were just they were awesome. They went on a huge. I think uh, in the semifinals, they went up against Baylor, which had Brittany Griner at the time. Uh, and we had lost to them twice that season, so it was like, oh, this is. A lot of people were saying this is where the end. The this is the end of the road for us. But man, we had a hell of a game, and I, I, uh, I remember thinking like, man, like don't count us out. Don't count us out. The you know that saying that third the third time's a charm, baby. And but well, we beat them, and then we won the title. It was it was awesome. So, football team, basketball team, college team, you know, I've I've been lucky. Uh, but in terms of uh, besides those, because everyone's gonna love watching their team win a title, right? Besides those, watching MJ get the big steal at the very end, watching Dennis Rodman body up Karl Malone, and watching MJ get the big steal and hit the game-winning shot, like. I- That was one of the first times I said, holy crap, like what a clutch moment, not just from MJ, because everybody talks about the shot, but also Dennis Rodman bodying up the mailman. Uh, I'm not sure if that that was the year might that have been the year he got MVP or that he was like the scoring leader in the league, maybe. But, uh, you know, just stopping him, stripping the ball, hitting the big shot and boom, that's it. Uh, That's a big one. Uh, if you, I forgot to mention him. I should have mentioned him in my list. But I was also a really big fan. And to me, uh, outside of Dirk, I would say my favorite MVP season uh, for a basketball player was probably Derrick Rose. So I was destroyed oh. when he went down with his injury. But then a couple years later, he ends up on the Minnesota Timberwolves and has himself a night, like a fifty-point night or something like that. He was just buckets looking like the Derrick Rose of old yeah, and yeah. and more and it was just so emotional like to watch him dominate that game and then afterwards him crying and the fans just going crazy for him and just like how you could feel it like when he said like I really needed this like like I just needed to do it one more time to like no I still had it in me like like he had a lot of hurt and stuff that he needed to let out and he just put on that masterful performance, and it was just super exciting, emotional, and just, oh, dude. Um another one with uh another one with uh, football, uh, probably for like a bad reason, was uh the Seahawks when they were about to when they were, what on the one yard line. And everybody oh, knows dude. you got the best. You got the you got the best guy from the yeah. one yard line. You know it, it's an easy. It, this is gonna be an easy dub right here. And they decide to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. That was a like in terms of a shocking moment. I was like, dude, what are they doing? And then boom, the ball's picked, and Tom Brady. You know, just you know, history man. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was. I remember that, dude. God, like, and everybody knows, like, I don't, you don't give a damn, like, you live with it, you know what I mean? Like, like, and stunned, stunned, uh, you know, to this day, yeah, and just.
0: And we've discussed it, like, we, they try to play it off, like, well, it's because it's the predictable thing, like, you know, it's, they know it's coming, and they know, like, it's the, our sure shot thing, so we're going to try and surprise them. No, man, you go with your, you go with your workhorse, you go with, like, your bread and butter, and, like, you live with the results, like you say, right? Yeah. It was just a shocker. Uh, another one I'll highlight is probably because they've they have fallen off because they were such a big part of my childhood with Dominique and MJ, uh, Vince Carter, Spud Webb. You know, some of the early dunk contests. Uh, over the last few years, they've kind of been like kind of a letdown. Uh, but the Zach Levine versus Aaron Gordon from 2016. Uh-huh oh my goodness, like, that was so exciting in a way that we hadn't had excitement like that in a while. So uh, I'll never forget that. And just, you know, the how how great they did and how close it was. You know, there's still people that believe that Aaron Gordon should have won and some people adamant that no, Zach Levine. And, you know, it's it's good when there's, like, discussion there because that means it was good and it was close, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think those are some of the moments outside of like my my teams that I'll never forget. The the other one, oh I I I, I can't not mention this one, the uh, the Cavaliers coming back and and upsetting the,
1: oh, three the one Warriors, <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh man, was it the block hurt around the world?
0: <laughs> the block, and then that shot by Kyrie Irving, just oh yeah, dude, holy oh, crap, so good. Bro. <laughs> holy crap and the cleveland this is for you and oh dude it was it was awesome that was awesome and that was the that was the record-breaking warriors team right yeah. so they, they beat the bulls record and then they lost <laughs> coming back from three to one mm-hmm. and of course that uh that final night by by kobe was uh was something real special dude yes dude especially because uh if you remember that game i'm sure you do well but uh for those of you that don't remember the game he actually started off pretty cold, pretty cold. Yes, he started dude. off cold <laughs> it was like maybe three for 11 or uh, something like that like he was he, not hitting and yeah. then all of a sudden boom
1: yeah he just started, turned it on dude
0: boom Boom! Oh shit! Like, and then you know you could feel everybody like, like Mar- Marcus mentioned, everybody like, people were like, "Are we watching Kobe or are we watching the the Warriors break the record?" Uh, uh, and you could I feel think... like everybody like, dude, everybody needs to switch the channel now, like to hell with the Warriors. Like, yes, dude. And if it's I'm Kobe's not mistaken, night, if I'm
1: not mistaken, I think that that game actually had um, more viewership than the Golden <laughs> State Warriors, if yeah. I remember correctly. Because, <laughs> <Man>, <laughs> golly, dude, you Go could ahead.
0: just feel it, dude.
1: Yeah, and when he started off cold, I was like, oh, no, like, but he kept shooting, he kept shooting, and I'm not exaggerating, he, I think he went 24 for 50, or he was right under 50%, and I said, that's more like it, because Kobe's uh, lifetime uh, average, I think, is 48 or 47, Uh, keep in mind, Kobe is a mid-range shooter, first and foremost, you know what I mean, so, um, it was it was awesome, dude. I still remember it. And he 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 brought he took us to the top, and we won that game and sixty points at the free throw line. I said, "Give me sixty, Kobe," because he was at 58, 59. Oh, he's at fifty seven. He went to the free throw. He went to the free throw line three or four times and. He shot the free his sixtieth point was a free throw if I remember correctly. And I just remember like give me sixty, give me everybody was clamoring for sixty, bro. And it was a big deal when he had fifty. Nah, people wanted a sixty dog and he got a sixty, bro. I don't know, I don't know the Utah Jazz, you know, whatever, man, but he got a sixty, bro. It was oh uh, I can't. I can't, man. It's just too good, you know. And and I remember it just, you know, oh, you're gonna watch the going to State Warriors, you're gonna watch Kobe, what are you watching? I said I'm- I said, I can give a damn about those no, seventy-three and nine. I was like, somebody's gonna break the record eventually. You would think, right? Maybe, maybe not in our lifetime. But the record the records are meant to be broken. But when are you gonna see Kobe play again? Never. You're never gonna see him play again. And not only that sixty-four performance. I saw the whole goddamn game, win. and I I I couldn't like to me that was that was one of my it's one of my best, if not you know, like I said, besides from the Eagles and Kobe, you know, just. Watching Kobe drop sixty in his last game ever, and I saw him play his last game. I only ever saw Kobe play live once. I got starstruck because it was just you know awesome. And then you know years later, a couple of years later, he passes away in a helicopter accident. You know, so it's it makes everything that much more surreal in that aspect and appreciative in the fact that you know I I got as a as a diehard favorite player idolized role model, and I'm I'm not the only one who feels like that about him. There's millions, I'm sure, millions of people who felt like that you know saw that game and now have that surreal appreciative you know just i saw him i saw him play you know the the good die young and you know it was just crazy the whole whole thing is just spectacular man it really is
0: yeah mamba out baby that was that was a hell of a way to go out yeah <laughs> thank you uh, my, my my last one my last one i would have to say it was actually similar but <laughs> Not not quite sixty points, but my my hero my hero dirk had a a thirty point game uh at home in his final game uh and I think it was against the suns I think it was again if I remember right it was the suns, and it he was a little bit overshadowed because I don't remember who it was, but I remember somebody on the other team dropped fifty points <laughs> I, I I can't remember who it was.
1: It wasn't Booker, was
0: it? No, it was like one of the, one of like the, like a Jamal Murray, not Jamal Murray. What's his name? The one that used to be with the Clippers? Uh, Jamal Jamal Crawford. Crawford. I think it was Jamal Crawford. I don't know why I want to say it was Jamal Crawford. I think you're right. He he dropped like 50 points that night. Yeah, I think you're right. So, so it was special. And then uh, they did a little ceremony there where they had uh, Dirk's Heroes there with him and some of his old teammates um so it, it was just special to again like you say to see your guy yeah uh, go out and uh, call it a career
1: and mark cuban man kudos i think he's the best owner in in, in the nba i love mark cuban i love the dallas mavericks dude uh, I, i'm a huge fan of luka Doncic. also um even before he got drafted i was going to be watching wherever he went and just have I had to go to the mavericks and i know mark cuban just the best owner I, um, he, he has a, he loves Kobe. He loved Kobe to death. And he always, always had Kobe like, on, on his pedestal also, as if he were a Maverick himself and the Mavericks, the Dallas Mavericks actually, you know, retired Kobe Bryant's jersey. Cause Mark Cuban said, we're going to retire his jersey. And I think that's awesome. And as a Lakers fan, dude, like hey Mavericks, man, you know what I mean? Like they, Kobe's Kobe's name, Kobe's Jersey is up there on those rafters, you know what I mean? In, mm-hmm. in Dallas, you know? So mm-hmm amazing dude amazing
0: yeah mark is something else man like people criticize him about little things here and there but as far as like the relationship he has with his guys on the court and not just the players but the staff and how well he takes care of everybody you know some people i mean now he has that uh that uh, prescription drug thing where he's trying to get people more right. affordable uh, pharmaceutical stuff so i mean that's that's awesome so he, he's awesome i i, I agree now, the last question I have for you, it's going to be, you talked about who your teams are, which of your teams this year do you think is most likely to win it all? Man, awesome. Oh, which of your teams Hold is most one. likely to win it Hold all? If you had to pick one, if you had to pick one, which of your teams is most likely to win it all? And give me, a, give, tell me why and give me like a little outlook.
1: Okay. Okay, what well, first, their season well, is going to be like. Well, okay, and so, and
0: why, why they're improved, why they're over that hump, or, or, or whatever, you know? Well, I'm
1: okay. Who's more likely? I want to say the Philadelphia Eagles right now. Just because we can, the Lakers kind of have a, not similar. We have made adjustments, Pat Beverly being one of them. Uh, Thomas Bryant being another one. So, I, and I hope who's utilized completely. I really do. Um. So it's kind of hard to tell from the NBA standpoint, just because you just never know until the season yeah. gets started.
0: And we haven't started, yeah. So that's started. fair.
1: So uh, I will be. T- I'll talk about the Philadelphia Eagles in this respect. We just beat the Cardinals. We're five and zero. It was an interesting game. Uh, the play calling in, our, in the second half of our game needs to improve a lot. Um, we pass a lot in the first half. We start running the ball a lot in the second half. So I'm not sure if that's something that by design, but you don't have you know an offense the way we have in the first half, and then it disappeared in the second half. There's no, there's no way. Our defense is actually also super under, underrated. Now, as far as why I believe we have a great chance, not a good chance, a great chance, whomever is listening, okay? and I know our friends listen, and Vikings fans, and Colts fans, and uh, Bears fans, and Dallas fans, especially Dallas fans. who really Colts fans, kind of,
0: there's still some of those out there.
1: Yeah, man, our boy, the block, okay, <laughs> a.k.a. Taco Dude, a.k.a. Rudy. Um, Niner Banan, Niner <laughs> um, yeah, so be, prior to the season, and I've always, I guess you know, Jaden Hurts was always my biggest concern. Always my biggest concern. His decision making for last year had to improve a lot, a lot, and that was one of the issues I had. You can you, you can run the ball, you know, people get hurt when they run, you know, you make those passes, and he showed flashes, but when it came to your decision making, that decision making never improves. You're gonna be in for you're gonna be in for a, a lot of in a world of hurt and a lot of trouble. And this this season, his decision making has been I think his biggest biggest single handedly best m- improvement by far. Regardless, he's making the passes downfield. He's connecting on on some of them. He runs his but his decision making he he checks he checks down when he's supposed to no, most of the time. Most of the time, there are times where he kind of, you know, and he always, he's a student of the game. And he's, ad- he's acknowledged that. Um, but his decision-making where, okay, he's going to check his first receiver, second receiver, third receiver, go down that way, you know, knowing a run. Um, but Jalen Hurts has improved overall. And it, it does help when you have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith on the other side of the ball. Quez Watkins, our, our speedy receiver. We have Zach Pascal as number four receiver. Um, we have sorry of forgot his name. We have a rookie who's legit. Um, during the off season, he just he's a hurdle Olympian. He runs the hurdles for, in the Olympics. He's mm-hmm. our he's our rookie fifth receiver. But the fact is that we're stacked. We have Miles Sanders. Our offensive line is just amazing. We have all the tools. So that's why my thing was always how is Jalen Hurts going to perform during these games, and he's exceeded my expectations. Hopefully, you know keep going. The Eagles have benefited from you know i guess a lackluster schedule in some regards but ultimately you have to win the games represented in front of you um the vikings are a good team and we took them out the lions had the number one offense this year they didn't score and and this time they didn't score that many points but they they score points and their receivers are amazing which is why i mentioned whatever's in these guys you know whatever they're eating man because god they're just good and We've taken out Jaguars who have improved a lot. You can tell Doug Peterson has done pretty good things over there. Um, they, it's just, I think they just need to find their identity. Um, and that's our offense. Our defense, has I, I've always felt was our biggest asset. I think our defense is better than our offense. We have an amazing defensive front. We have awesome secondary uh, players. We, we have, was it, this is name from the Giants and Bradbury. Bradbury. Uh, Gardner from uh we picked them up from uh or, um New Orleans. We have Darius Lay. Uh we're just we have a great secondary which, which has always been our weakness and we we're, we're aggressive. We do give up those plays, but at the same time we're going to make them pay. So I think our defense is actually super underrated, super under undervalued and you know, the NFC East just in general. The Giants beat the Green Bay Packers, the Cowboys beat the Rams. Um Eagles are number one, five and no, oh, but then the Giants and the Cowboys are both four and one. Like, we they used to make fun of us for being the NFC least, and I'm like, <laughs> we're the we're the NFC beast, baby, because damn, it is so super competitive, and that's what you want to see, man. And that will make those games with Dallas or whatever. And you know, I can't stand D- Dallas at all, but it's going to make those that much sweeter when actually when we actually win. And the crazy part is it seems like any team can lose in a given time. I think the best teams that look like the teams to be right now are the Kansas city chiefs and the Buffalo bills, you know, as, and this is, you know, if you don't have the Eagles up there as one of the better teams or best teams, those two teams, if you can take one of those two teams out, man, you're going to be all right. And the best part is, is that they're both in, the, they're both in the AFC and uh, the AFC man. So they have to play each other before, you know, in the playoffs before they can get through the NFC East team. So I think the Eagles have a really good shot of going Super Bowl this year, man, especially with what we've seen. But granted, they do have to fix up a lot of things, a lot of things.
0: Yeah, and it's still early, so... It's still early, yeah. Uh, I mean,
1: the second half of the season can be totally abysmal, and then we suck. You never know, man. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. But But, I mean, those are all good points that you made, like about the talent and just, you know, the young quarterback needing to find his way and make his identity and stuff like that. And it's funny because I feel like our friend group particularly probably me andrew and rude maybe i don't know if rudy's another one or, or maybe leroy or i don't know who the other one is that always mentions it uh banana. i have to mention that uh kind of started the whole jalen hurts thing like as a little bit of a meme like oh jalen hurts jalen hurts that like dude she's the future he's the future, he's the the insane, future. and i know i know we all started it but i know like the one that spearheads that is like andrew he like he, he will not rolls it, dude. I don't always. think I don't think he'll ever like have a conversation or see you without mentioning Jalen Hurts. Yeah, so he's, he said, hey, he's,
1: the future, the future. We've all, that's all he we,
0: kept saying we've all acknowledged him and said, like, yo, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts. And like I say, it was a meme, but now it's like, holy shit, like is <laughs> it good, said, is it, bite, is it biting <laughs> us in the ass? And is it <laughs> did we speak it into existence? Like it's Andrew's fault.
1: <laughs> it's yeah, Andrew always spirits has you saying, man. That's what I'm saying. He's always saying he's the future. And did even said, it when Tom Barry retires. So Jen, it's jenny it's it's Jen hurts turn <laughs> i said well okay cool yeah yeah now he's yeah baby yeah and so now when jenny yeah. hurts so good i text andrew jenny hurts and, Hurst, and, Andrew's, and yeah. andrew pumps me up like hell yeah i told you like damn right dude you know what i mean so, yeah dude yeah, so, yeah
0: good for you man good for you i'm good at working out and still and and all that yeah, and I and I like talking
1: sports with with our guys, especially when it when it's at when it's a when it's a, a genuine awesome conversation, argument, it's always fun. I know Rudy um always does a good job of of talking like that. I know we talked about the Colts yesterday and we love talking football. I know Rudy's a diehard Colts fan and, and stuff like that and we can always give honest perspectives when it comes to you know our teams and stuff like that. And and and, and I try to be as open as possible when I'm not in the, in the game or you know I try to be as un I'm gonna be biased, but I guess I mean to say realistic as possible. As always, trying to be. O- obviously, unless you're talking shit, that's a different story. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So for my side, I would probably have to go. I mean, obviously, I have to go with the Dallas Mavericks because Nimolka, the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? <laughs> uh, coming off of the Western Conference Finals, uh, a lot of people. The big thing is uh, the loss of Jalen Brunson. Everybody's just freaking out, panicking, and people that aren't really. Familiar with the Mavs, their system, and uh, some of the recency bias is uh, is with the Mavericks losing uh, Jalen Brunson because of his uh, his performance that we had this past year with the Jazz. Uh, Luca was out. He had some big games against the Jazz, and then. Um, We went on, we lost, and people thought, oh, we just need to add a couple pieces, and then we're going to improve, and we'll go there. He ends up leaving us for New York, signs a big contract, and people kind of have been writing us off. But what they don't realize is the little improvements that we've made elsewhere. Now, I wasn't too hurt with the Brunson thing because of the contract that he was getting up in New York. Like, hey, if you're going to get the bag, uh, if you're going to get the bag, get the bag, bro. But people disregard the two years prior that we played against the Clippers and he was because of his lack of defense and by no fault of his own, like his, un- him being undersized, he was played off the court. He couldn't play. So, yes, he had a good, a good series against the, the Jazz, but the two years prior against the healthy, the Clippers, I mean, and you can't really blame him. Kawhi just went crazy uh, those two years against us. Um. I I didn't think I I I was a really big fan of the guy. I still am a big fan of the guy, but I, I didn't think like he was. We needed somebody else to be our number two, in uh in Dallas. It, mm. I I didn't think it was gonna be him. Not in, in terms of all around. We needed uh some somebody a little bit different. Now that is the biggest question probably with our team this year. Who is gonna be Luca Doncic's number two? Uh, and some of those. Come in the form of new players. And some of those come in the form of maybe some players that are coming back of, uh, off of injuries. So uh, the new players I'll start with, uh, we ended up uh, signing JaVale McGee, which is a huge upgrade at center for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people feel how they feel by Dwight Powell. Uh, and he, he, he does, he does good for what like his contract is and for, you know, how much we pay for him and all that. But that's, In terms of like a starting center, I've always thought like, man, we need an upgrade. Like if Luca has this guy with the stats that he has in terms of being a rim roller and stuff like that, being able to perform on the pick and roll, which kind of was it it hurt us a lot this this past uh, playoffs because I felt like Dwight had a had a struggle rolling to the rim. And what happens to me, in my opinion, is that if that guy no longer becomes a threat on the roll, all you have to do is double team Luca and and go have your second guy go on Luca. And if you know he's not gonna throw it to the roller, why even bother like guarding that guy? Just shut down the primary dude. Now that is a huge difference with JaVel McGee. And I was I was not a fan of his like early on in his career, but you know, the guy has won championships. The guy has been successful, uh, just about everywhere he's gone. He's uh, he's been on some good teams. You know, he won with the Lakers most recently, uh, and he's familiar with some of the schemes uh, that Jason Kidd runs because uh, he was he was his assistant coach when he was with the Lakers and they won a title under uh, Frank Vogel. Uh, and then our other pickup has been uh, Christian Wood. We traded one of our picks for Christian Wood uh, from the Houston Rockets, which, uh, you know, he all he, his big thing is uh, he's going to need to step up a little bit on defense based on what we've seen in the past. But offensively, like, he can shoot, he can drive, he can handle the ball, he can pass, he can finish inside through contact or, you know, with uh, some nice footwork. And uh, he's never been a part of a winning team, so both of the, him being part of a winning team with a teammate that kind of amps you up like Luca and it's going to like make you better. And, you know, with McGee being able to catch those lobs, being able to protect the paint, get a couple of rebounds. I'm, I'm super excited for the upgrade that we had uh, in the paint. Then uh, out on the perimeter, the the two that are going to be coming back out of injury are going to be uh, Spencer Dinwiddie and, uh, Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Which, I mean, what do you need when you have, what do you need around you when you have a guy that has all these options uh, to be able to penetrate inside and draw doubles? You need shooters. And that's exactly what these two guys do better than a lot of people. Uh, I guess I would add, uh, I would throw out uh, uh, Reggie Bullock all uh, uh, in there too with uh, being the shooters. But then we also have some young guys, uh, Josh Green and Jaden Hardy. Josh Green was actually the last uh, draft pick of uh, the prior regime of uh, of the Dallas Mavericks staff with uh, what was his name Rick Rick Bulgaris or uh, the former GM yeah, uh, before we got to uh his name's escaping me the guy from Nike Well, anyways he was the last draft pick of that regime and uh, a lot of people had some big questions because he's he's an athlete but he hasn't really panned out these last couple years but this past year he had. He trained the entire offseason with uh, Kyle Lowry, Uh, you know, a well-known, well-respected point guard in the league. And uh, he said that he learned a lot from him. And thus far in our preseason stuff, he has kind of like shown a lot with his decision making, with his shooting, dunking, distributing, like he's been able to do it all. So uh, the next question after our number two behind Luca is going to be, who's going to be our other primary ball handler. So now it's seeming like Josh green might be that guy. Uh, At least in some capacity between him or uh, maybe Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, Then we also got a rookie by the name of Jaden Hardy, which uh, uh, it came out of the G league and uh, actually dropped in the draft this year, a lot lower than a lot of people thought. And we were able to secure him and he's been looking real good too offensively. And so far in our, in our uh, preseason scrimmages and stuff like that. So I'm really excited as to what this team could do. You know, we're going to go as far as Luca takes us. Uh, was kind of the sentiment last year. Now we already know what Luca can do. He's coming in healthy off of a good off season. Uh, he's added like a hook shot and some other little things to his, uh, to his game uh, is a threat from inside, outside passing. He's draw doubles. Uh, it's skill, not somebody that relies too much on athleticism. So uh I'm not too fearful of uh something bad happening to him and stuff like that. Uh knock on wood, right? Mm-hmm. So uh I think our supporting cast is gonna have a huge upgrade. And uh I, I like our chances of, of making it back to the to the Western Conference Finals, possibly a a finals appearance. Uh I know people have talked a lot about this might be Lucas MVP year. Uh, so, we'll see where that goes um, the, the NBA is going to be stacked this year though So, especially the West So, it, it's going to be a tough road But to me, I think we got a pretty good year
1: Well, we'll see Basketball season is right around the corner It starts on what? 10, 11 days?
0: Yeah, about Oh no, that's 9 days 9 days? 9 oh. days so oh. yeah, that's uh that's all. I don't know if you had any of the last things you wanted to throw in there or No man,
1: I think we're good. Um it's been fun talking about Kobe again, Philadelphia Eagles. It's always fun talking about our favorites and it's awesome, dude. So that was a good conversation.
0: Yeah, so uh with that being said, that was our weekly discussion. Sports. Uh so you know, down with the cowboys, down with the Spurs. Eagles fly, put up in your Mav. Oh, they critical. (laughs) No, I won't say that one. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, thanks for listening and uh, appreciate it, guys. Yeah, thanks for listening. Have a good one. Go Mavs.